everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Pioneer. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, classical homeopath, primal nutritionist, and primal movement coach. For the past decade, I've been helping people heal and overcome both acute and chronic health struggles from leaky gut, gut autoimmunity, and cancer to soft tissue injuries, C. diff, brain injuries, and anxiety disorders using a 100% natural approach. As a former Division I athlete and trainer of professional athletes, I also help people recover from injuries and help them restore their body from the wear and tear that often occur from such training. Today, I wanna welcome you to the Leaky Gut Protocol series. During this series, you'll learn root causes of leaky gut, how to tell if you struggle with this condition, how leaky gut contributes to many of our modern health disorders. I'm going to teach you why our modern approach to gut health is failing people every single day and how you can start recovering your gut health using a holistic approach that allows you to restore and remove root causes of your gut health struggles. To get started with the Leaky Gut Protocol ASAP, visit me online at heathershepherd.com. That's H-E-A-T-H-A-R-S-H-E-P-A-R-D.com backslash the dash leaky dash gut dash rx. And stick around to the end of the episode for a chance to win my special offer to help you personally heal your gut. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Leaky Gut series. Today we're going to talk all about antibiotics, recovering from antibiotics. And uh, this is, uh, I hope, going to be a new approach to recovering from antibiotics for you all because there's a lot of missing links when it comes to recovering from these medicines. Of course, we know that restoring the gut microbiome is healthy, but I'm going to teach you another crucial aspect that's super important to address when recovering from antibiotics. So I brought this topic up before on this podcast throughout this series of antibiotics and today I'm going to focus on this topic because antibiotics are a big cause of our modern health struggles. They suppress the immune system and they have huge side effects on the bacteria in our gut and entire body. So therefore, this is a super important topic to um, dive into because really, who hasn't taken an antibiotic? Most people have. So... Um, before we kind of dive in here, I want to help bring attention to if you have an infection, if something's going on in your body and it's not life-threatening and sometimes we perceive things to be life-threatening that actually really isn't because we've been trained to panic when we don't feel well. So if that comes up for you, I completely understand. I've totally been there. Um... And I would encourage you to always go with what your body is is telling you and to also try not to get caught up in the hype because we want to be able to detect what's truly an emergency situation where we want to, you know, call on medications like antibiotics versus, okay, when is it time to 
try some safer, more effective, non-suppressive therapies first. In most, most cases, antibiotics are um, not the first choice that we need to go to, but we've been kind of programmed to think that they are. If we go to the doctor with something, um, even if they don't know what it is, their go-to is either take antibiotics or take a statin drug, no matter what you have. Um, so they're even giving statin drugs to women as chemotherapy agents and um, all sorts of stuff. So you just want to be cautious and aware and learn to read your body and start learning about other medicines that might be helpful when you do have something come up. I personally, as you may have guessed, really love to call on homeopathy. It can be absolutely amazing and uh, super effective if you have the right remedy. So really understanding homeopathy getting the right remedy in your hands for an acute condition, an infection. If your wound gets infected, calendula can be amazing. Of course, we need to know the situation, the constitution, what the symptoms are, but in general, an infection from a wound, um, a, a cut, some something that you've had surgically cut into and it's not healing well, calendula, homeopathically can typically work really well but also if we have things like um a cold a fever pneumonia um i've treated a few cases of pneumonia that of course were just thrown into the blanket condition now of of c19 right i've treated a few cases of pneumonia this year very successfully with homeopathic medicine and I can't just say oh this take this if you have pneumonia because it really depends on what your symptoms are not everyone's going to have the same symptoms some people are going to be hot some people are going to be cold some people are going to sweat some people are going to be hungry some people are going to crave warm food some people are going to crave cold food into the western world this may seem insignificant but to the homeopathic practitioner it's little details like this that's going to get the right remedy in the patient's hand so they can make a recovery. And when we use medicines like homeopathics over antibiotics, you know, um, then we're going to um, allow the body to self-heal versus suppress. Antibiotics really, really suppress. They're one of the biggest suppressive medicines uh, as well as vaccines and corticosteroids. So, um, first and foremost, if something comes up, if it's not like this urgent, urgent thing, you know, um, then meaning you're not going to die in the next, you know, <laughs> 24 hours or whatnot if you don't get care, if you don't get an antibiotic, then seeking out something like homeopathy can be super, super effective to start just training, programming ourselves to think outside of the box when it comes to our medical treatments. Like, do I really need antibiotics or is there a different route I can go first before I go there? Typically, usually there is. And I really like uh, to call upon homeopathy. So know that. And number two, when you do take antibiotics, let's say there's a situation and you need to take them, then we need to learn about their side effects 
and make a proactive plan as to how to recover from such exposures because when we don't, they will really suppress the not only the gut and the gut microbiome, but our overall health as well, as I'll get into here on this episode. Um, and just to mention, um, for those of you who've been following this series, you've likely heard the episode on probiotics being a waste of money, but I want to also mention here that um, probiotics, there's, there's, that's often the first thing we go to when it comes to healing our gut or after we've taken a round of antibiotics, we're like, yeah, probiotics, right? Let's restore the flora. It's a great idea to restore the flora, but we want to do so in uh, ways that actually help to restore the flora in a diverse way and long-term. And often this doesn't include probiotics, Um, Not in the way that we've been taught anyway. So what are antibiotics and what are their impact on our bodies and our health? So let's just break the word down. Anti-bio, right? So anti's like against bio life. So quite literally, it's, it's not life supportive. It's against life. Of course, when we have an infection, we want to... Um, kill the infection. We want it to leave our body. And one main way the body does this naturally is through producing a fever. Typically, if somebody can get a fever over 103, excuse me, over 101.3, this is often enough to kill off the pathogen. Sometimes it needs to be higher, 102, uh, 103 in some cases. Sometimes the fever... Uh, at that high level is necessary. It's a necessary response of the immune system to help kill off the pathogen. So the importance of fever, uh, I really talk about that a lot in the homeopathic series. We do a lot today to suppress fever, but this is the body's main way that we remove infections and the main way, one of the main ways we detox and Uh, remove pathogens from the body. So um, when it comes to antibiotics, and I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, um, we suppress. So the infection might, we may not be symptomatic of the infection anymore after we take the antibiotics. However, did that bacteria or pathogen really leave the body? In most cases, unless you're operating at a super high level of health and haven't had antibiotics or vaccines, then you probably still have that infection in your body somewhere. And one of the most common places it likes to reside is in the gut. So um, the body has a tipping point. Let's say you've had more than one or two rounds of antibiotics So the body will get to this point, the immune system will where it has this threshold and the threshold will will break. And when it breaks, then our health goes down a level, okay? And when it goes down a level, that's when we set the stage for more intense infections or exposures or responses. So um, typically the body starts off with when we're, we're little, we'll have a strep or some kind of staph infection. You know, and staph can be present in uh, flu, uh, fever, strep can be present in a sore throat, in ear infections. You know, these are typically the first exposures we get as kids. Antibiotics are typically administered 
So then we get to a point where we no longer really get these strep or staph infections, and these are more minor, so to speak, infections. And then as our level of health goes down a notch, that's when we get these more mm, harmful infections. So we go down to the fungal layer, so we'll start to get um, you know, fungal infections. We'll take antifungals or maybe antibiotics for that. And then it goes into this other level where you'll get even more susceptible susceptible to more uh, intense infections. So you get into the proteus, the E. coli, the pseudonomas, and that's um, when we get these more intense infections like we get pneumonia or we we get C. diff or we get this klebsiella or we get sepsis, right? The infections get more intense the more we suppress. And this basically occurs because the immune system weakens, right? So if you get to this point where one, you can't get a fever or you can only get a low grade fever, say around 199, and I think that um, amounts to about 38 degrees Celsius, this is when we we feel sick, we feel like something's off, we feel like we're coming down with something, but because the immune system is likely been, has literally been so suppressed that it can't produce a high fever, um, that you will you will have more of this this prolonged cold, this prolonged just not feeling well, um, because you can't get that high fever to remove the illness from your body right so eventually we get to a point when as we go down and we continue to go down this path of sick we get sick suppress or we get a flu shot every year or we get vaccinations this this all this is going to suppress it's going to take the levels of health down and down and down and we get to a point where quite literally acutes no longer exist like people no longer get really get colds or they no longer really get you know fevers the immune system is too weak due to the suppressive therapies to elicit a strong response so many people are panicking especially right now about oh i'm sick i have chills i have a fever i have a cold i have c19 it's like if you're actually getting a fever and getting sick like there's no need to go get a test like you probably have some kind of cold or flu and that's actually a good sign that your immune system can can actually get sick it's like going to the gym and your 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 immune system is this is a way it strengthens itself and we we can see this quite clearly in children that oftentimes after they have a big sickness like they'll have a big flu they'll have the measles or chicken pox and who knows if that um you know that is not existing as much today but when kids do get sick after they break through that threshold they tend to have a breakthrough in um development so they'll have a growth spurt or they'll start to expand their vocabulary or um, you'll see them develop emotionally. They'll be more social and more interactive. There's some kind of 
um, upgrade, so to speak, that occurs by going through that illness. And adults can have those same breakthroughs. It's going to happen in different ways, but they're going to experience these same breakthroughs if we can allow ourselves to um, get to this point again where we can quite literally get acutes and get a fever. So this all ties into antibiotic use because we quite literally, uh, especially adults, no longer can get high fever over 100.4, 100.3. This typically doesn't happen um, because we've had so much suppression. Um, but here's the thing with antibiotics, because yes, they suppress, they weaken the immune system, they lower our level of health, okay, you all, I think, are really grasping that, and they completely wipe out our gut microbiome, right, so we're, no, the, the pathogenic bacteria moves along in a way, some of it is still lingering, but, um, also, the gut microbiome weakens, and so this sets the stage for more intense, critical um, uh, infections to come about, okay? And so, oftentimes, after we've taken antibiotics, people are well aware now that, hey, it's probably a good idea to take probiotics, and there's a lot to that. If you do... Um, have antibiotics only take the probiotics for <laughs> a short duration and really follow the sunlight rx when you do so and you know to activate them but if you rely on a probiotic for a long time you're going to end up creating a gut dysbiosis by taking in the same bacteria and you're going to simple going to simplify your gut which creates a whole host of issues which I've talked about throughout this series but the lesser known thing about antibiotics is they not only take out our gut microbiome but they take down another bacteria that's super crucial to our health and that is the mitochondria so each one of your cells contains literally hundreds to thousands of mitochondria and if you're unaware of what the mitochondria are, I want you to think about them as these tiny little engines in each one of your cells. So you literally have hundreds to thousands of mitochondria in each one of your cells. Now, the more you have in your cells and the higher level they're functioning at, the healthier you're going to be and the longer you're going to live. But one of their crucial roles is energy production. So they quite literally are our engines. They produce fuel, they give us our energy, but they're also responsible thing for things like cellular recycling through the process of autophagy and apoptosis. They're responsible for our gene expression. Are your disease um, uh, promoting genes turn to the on position or they turn to the off pos position. When the mitochondria are healthy, um, those disease promoting genes like the cancer genes, there's, there's all the SNPs out there that people are getting tested for now. You can quite literally turn those genes and those SNPs to the off position simply by improving your mitochondrial health. And the mitochondria are also responsible for things like longevity and sleep quality. There's literally hundreds of things 
crucial to our health that these tiny, tiny little engines are responsible for. But when we take antibiotics, our gut microbiome gets wiped out, yes, for sure, but our colony of mitochondria, especially the mitochondria in your gut, they take an equally hard hit. Remember the mitochondria, they're a type of bacteria. And so when we take something that kills bacteria in our body, like antibiotics, we're going to totally wipe out our engines. So when we fail to restore our mitochondrial health after antibiotic use, which nobody does because we're not taught that this is an important part of the process, and and when we do so, we fail to refuel these engines that make our guts work optimally. And when we fail to recharge our gut engines, this is when we see things set in like fatigue, poor digestion, poor sleep, brain fog, bloating, headache, and even anxiety and depression. Um, These things often start to develop and come on more um, uh, intensely after antibiotic use. And a huge reason why is, one, yes, it takes out the gut microbiome, but two, it also takes out the engines, the fuel source, your energy source in your gut. And that is uh, responsible for uh, the mitochondria. So because basically everyone on the planet has taken several rounds of antibiotics, there's a massive global need to restore our gut engines. So... When I began to realize this epidemic, so to speak, I started to brainstorm and research ways to restore the mitochondria in our guts because so many people take probiotics after they've had a round of antibiotics and it gets to a point where it literally doesn't help and it doesn't help these people and they continue to get worse and um, other aspects of their health start to go downhill as well. So... This led me to a couple things, and one was developing the Sunlight RX, and then developing a, a, a Sunlight RX specific for the leaky gut, because when we wipe out the mitochondria colony in the gut, there is that's a hundred percent like free ticket to leaky gut right there. So, um, so I started to learn a lot about light, how light, uh, recharges the mitochondria, and then I also developed the photobiomodulation, leaky gut RX. I think many people know what photobiomodulation is today. It's basically red light therapy uh, to help restore the mitochondrial function and the energy production that these bacteria are responsible for. So both of these things, the, the sunlight RX and the photobiomodulation leaky gut RX, focus on light to recharge those engines. So you can't take this in a pill. (laughs) And I outlined both of these protocols in the leaky gut uh, course, which outlines the type of light to use, the device to use, because in the photobiomodulation, yes, it's important to get this through the sunlight RX, but some people, their gut health is, is so compromised from so much suppression that we need a power punch of 
uh, red light from a device to help restore these engines. They, they quite literally need a huge lifeline to help restore their health. So I outlined this in the course, which device to use, device duration, areas of the body to target. There's a few of them that are targeted in the, the photobiomodulation uh, RX. And so um, this I've found to be absolutely crucial to help people recover from antibiotic use. And it doesn't matter if you used antibiotics last week or if you used them six years ago, a decade ago, or 16 years ago, whatever. If you're still struggling with things like leaky gut um, and all of the blanket term that falls under that, such as fatigue, poor sleep, bloating, um, gas, IBS, Crohn's, colitis, etc., right then it's my dog really had something to say there then it's absolutely crucial to <laughs> to add in light therapy as part of this protocol to restore the mitochondrial health and energy production in your gut so bottom line Probiotics, while they seem like a good logical idea, they cannot actually recharge and refuel the mitochondria in your gut. And until you recharge these engines, you can take all the probiotics out there, try all the elimination diets, and take all the supplements you want. But they don't, they're not going to heal these root causes of your gut health issues because they fail to recharge and restore the thousands of tiny engines in your gut. And by doing this one thing, I'm telling you, you will freaking win when it comes to achieving uh, what I like to call a primal gut and uh, optimal gut health. For those of you ready to take the next step with your gut health and to start removing root causes of your gut health struggles, I just launched my Leaky Gut Protocol, a six-week course that teaches you how to heal root causes of your gut health struggles. Course registration will be open until May 12th, and I'm adding a super special bonus offer to the first five people who sign up for the course, a free initial homeopathic consultation with me to help you remove and clear physical, mental, and emotional health struggles contributing to your gut health issues. And this is a $405 value. So the first five people who sign up are going to get that absolutely free. To join the course, go to heathershepherd.com. That's H-E-A-T-H-A-R-S-H-E-P-A-R-D.com backslash the dash leaky dash gut dash rx. Sign up and once you've registered, I'll send you a personal email to introduce myself, to introduce you to the course. And if you're one of the first five to sign up, I'll reach out personally to schedule your initial homeopathic consultation. As a note to course participants, the Leaky Gut course begins on May 14th. You'll receive one module per week for six weeks starting on May 14th. And as questions come up throughout the course, you'll be able to ask me directly on my private client Facebook group. 
all Leaky Gut Protocol members will be added to this group once you register for the course and you send me your Facebook contact information, I will add you to the group. I'll introduce you and you can ask all of your questions throughout the course there and I will personally answer those questions for you. Just to mention, this course, once you join, you will have lifelong access to the course. So after the six weeks, if you have to go uh, at your own pace, if life comes up and you're not able to listen to the modules immediately, know that you will always have access to the modules, to the course, and to myself on the private Facebook group. I'm very much looking forward to helping you heal your gut and look forward to seeing you in the course.